2: No matter what goals you're working toward, the team of advisors at Presper
1: Financial Architects can help ease your financial anxiety and build a step-by-step plan toward
3: financial freedom. Presper is a team of financial professionals committed to helping clients make the most
2: of today while still planning for the future. Whether you're new to financial planning or an experienced investor, Presper Financial Architects will work with you to design a plan unique to you, your
1: lifestyle,
3: and your life goals. Don't wait. Book your free initial meeting today. Visit
0: presperfinancial.com. Thank you.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The first place talk radio. I see all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah.
2: It's such a bizarre
3: war. I apologize
2: for that. All right, go, go.
3: And I remember your faces.
2: This is Ed McMahon. And now, he
3: is Armstrong and Getty. Getty, getty. From Studio C. he's in your dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on Little Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Kim Jong-un, the world's most powerful Weeble. Turn that music up. Michael, it's an information party. We, we got say, party hats on. Did you what? say Weeble? Weeble. as an old toy. The fat little uh, wobbly thing. Did you miss out on the Weeble? <laughs> I did. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Right. Oh, wow. That sounds fascinating. A legendary toy. Oh. <laughs> he does look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the most dangerous borders in the world erupted in violence overnight. So, and welcome to New Day. Oh, good, because things were getting so dull. <laughs> throw a little something else into the mix. But it's so placid, I said to the wife last night. Is there no controversy? Is there no anger? It's just it's boring. So, uh, uh, India and Pakistan, the other one. So, you got North and South Korea and India and Pakistan actually got into it in killing each other in hand to hand combat. Well, oh. now, wait a second. India and China. I'm did. sorry, Indian China. Okay. All right. India and China. Which, uh, you know, is horrifying because China is a giant, giant nuclear power, and India is a giant, giant (laughs) nuclear power. And these people were killing each other in hand-to-hand combat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Small arms, knives. A couple big rosters going
4: at it there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. That's a heavyweight fight. A two billion count hand-to-hand combat fight. Yeah. Good point. Like, uh, you know.
3: Well, and if they decide to jump ugly, I mean, they could just send wave after wave of human beings to their doom, which, uh, you know, nobody wants. What, a third of the world's population? Uh, That'd be something. Anyway, yeah, so you got North Korea and South Korea with uh, things getting blown up or people killed, and same with China and India. So there you go. I'll be danged. A little something something different to think about. (laughs) What is it with that part of the world? Is it the humidity? Everybody's very tense. It's probably the totalitarianism. <laughs> I think you know. Or right. the humidity. And then I saw somewhere they were trying to somebody was trying to tear down conquistador statues. Did you see that? Story? I did. So when did the conquistador? So Thomas Jefferson statue got pulled down in front of a high school in Portland and That's horrible. Still down as far as I know. That that crosses a line to something pretty serious when uh you know Confederate Confederate statues are one thing and you can have arguments each way. Yeah. If you can't name a high school in America after the writer of the Declaration of Independence and have their statue up outside, then we're right. into a really different territory, right? But, and, and, but what, the conquistadors thing, yeah, that's what I brought. So, what, yeah, what is I that? I want all to talk about? more about Jefferson lately, okay. I'm, uh, or, or later, rather. Well, oh, that's fine. a big well, deal. That's a big deal. I, I know. I, I I I can't be held back. But when when did conquistadors become a a problem? Well, the very name Jack Spanish for conquerors. Please, they, they run, ra- ran roughshod over the native peeps. But isn't the whole, uh, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us? Uh, yeah, that is uh, the Spanish people, uh, the descendants of the conquistadors, mostly. And reason, yes. the reason we have millions and millions of people that speak Spanish is because That's correct. Spain yeah. came to Mexico. But see, in the tradition of people who make that sort of claim, Jack, and it's going on all over the world as we speak, they pick a particular sliver of history and say, well, that was the one. That real legitimate ownership was set down. Now, the people who had that landmass before us, they eh, nobody knows where they were. They just left. Mayans, Aztecs. Right. Like, what when we had it, that was legit. Then the next people to have it, they're evil conquerors. Colonialists. Right, right. Hey. And, you know, every landmass on Earth has been owned by 77 different civilizations through the epochs. Uh, and then a quick check-in on the uh, – I was just wondering myself personally on the sports. I just saw a headline that the commissioner of baseball said, I'm not sure we're going to be playing baseball. Significant because only three days ago he said, I'm 100% sure we'll have a season. Did he really? He did. He said, I'm 100% sure? Yeah. You can't say you're 100% sure about something, and then two days <laughs> later say, I don't think it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> have you considered being good at your job?
3: <laughs> Unless you're a hard-ass, and he is a hard-ass and – uh, my baseball insiders tell me there's going to be no baseball. Really? The players' association is super torqued off at the owners. Uh, the owners are hard high knees themselves, as is the commissioner, and and the players are not being terribly cooperative. But then the NBA commissioner I saw, he's. Wor- and I'm sorry, it's worth pointing out that the many, many thousands of people who aren't an owner or a baseball player, but make their livings through Major League Baseball, will get nothing. And like it. Just absolutely nothing. Nothing. If you're a hot dog vendor. Vendors, security guards, uh, you know, groundskeepers uh, to a large extent, the, although they're still selling tickets the for a living. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, umpires, everybody. The, nobody's getting nothing. And the super rich uh, hard hineys on each side are saying no. no. It's got to be a tough time in history if you sing the national anthem well. <laughs> you sing it at home in the shower, I guess. Yeah. But uh, not to a lot of adulation. No. No. Well, you got to do it for the love of it. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, running some sort of foot pedals. It's an old-timey machine. How are you this morning, Ohio? How are you this morning, Michael?
2: I'm doing good, um, although I'm worried that there may not be any NFL. May- there may Ooh, not be yeah, any we baseball. Didn't, we didn't
3: touch on the most popular sport in America, whether or not there's going to be... I've always assumed there would be football, but the summer's dragging on, and uh, we're getting closer <laughs> to the season, and... Yep. And if it does happen, it will be highly politicized. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, anyway. golly. Sorry I interrupted you, Mike. No, I'm just thinking that if you're an alternate sport like darts, croquet, darts. bowling, <laughs> this is your time to shine. You've got to you know, step it up and make it entertaining for people. And Darts a particularly good example. You, you, know, you can have two people with masks, no crowd, very safe. Right. Except for getting a dart in the head. <laughs> Come on! These are professionals. Right. Oh, but this play, is your time to shine. Oddly, Jack, they play sober. You know, if, well, I've never played dart sober. Um, Why would is yeah. that even? I thought that was against the rules. I'm amazed. you uh, over twelve. I mean, come on. I've played thousands of hours of darts, and uh, and uh, and always quite inebriated around other people, quite inebriated. Nobody ever caught a dart. I'm I'm surprised that never happened in all the drunken dart games I was in in my life. Yeah, I think it has the benefit of being so obviously dangerous. Even the completely hammered is aware of it, right? I mean, uh, if you're if you're super hammered and swinging golf clubs, guys get accidentally conked uh, because it's not obviously like a threat of death. You're hurling needles through the air. <laughs> I mean, even the most pie-eyed among us recognizes the hazard. <laughs> You could be knee-walking drunk. Right. Still, it occurs to you. Yeah, it's like a little knife in my (laughs) hand. (laughs) Uh, There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
4: Doing very well. Now, I've been seeing a lot of articles the last several days. About the uh, the influx of the Robin Hood traders on the uh, the financial markets. Now, uh, the Robin Hood traders are being used as a shorthand term for rob the,
3: from the poor and give to the rich. Right? I assume, or not the other way around. <laughs> uh,
4: as as Joe once pointed out, he was actually stealing from the government and giving yeah. back to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right, libertarian. The um, uh, but they, they, it is shorthand for the new retail investors, largely propelled by commission-free trading. Robinhood is the app that kind of. Uh, pressured a lot of the other uh, trading brokerage firms to to get rid of their their trade fees, and um, a, a study has shown that the retail investors in the first quarter have been outperforming the picks of hedge funds during the market cold uh, comeback. This is according to Goldman Sachs. Um, uh, retail investors now the 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 way they did the study their their basket of equities, the most popular stocks being purchased by these the this influx of new retail investors is up about 61% compared to the 45% of the hedge funds over the same period. Well, and, uh, that is interesting. Yeah, the the hive mind or just a – there, there seems to be a, a shift in the dynamic of uh, they're no longer the gatekeepers of, of commission trades, and it, it's it's similar to what the Internet did with a lot of media stuff. Now it's just kind of – Made it worse? <laughs> no, it's terrible. <laughs> Uh, That's the best example to give. Well, no, they, they, it's the same way that, you know, YouTube disrupted CNN in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because now yeah. everybody
3: can do it. And yet Wolf Blitzer remains um, so inexplicably. Yeah, I read another article in the Wall Street Journal about how trading has changed in the last year or so, and it, it uh, explains a lot of what's going on. But anyway, maybe we'll get to that later. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this already. It is Tuesday, June the 16th. God, we're already. Half the way through June, like we're I was saying. We're almost to the solstice. <sighs> National Pessimism Day, because the days start getting shorter. Yeah, we're just five days away from the longest day of the year, and then no. we're, head, we're headed into getting darker, and the corona's still oh, around, and no, no. sports. Ah! Uh, i going to cry! We're Armstrong and and we approve of this program. All right, then, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, getting started at Mark. So
1: the most important thing uh, you got to remember is, you know, okay, so so, some, so some, some people were, you know, they were doing some stuff, and then and then other people were like, hey, don't, don't do that stuff. And then
2: other people were like,
1: hey, yeah, they should do, you know, that stuff. It's good that they're doing that stuff. And then the other people were like... I don't think they should be doing that
4: stuff. So, uh, <laughs> is so that what is that? History. No, that that's a a, a random gent who appears oh. very mountain man esque, giant gray bushy beard, long crazy gray wild hair. Nice. And he this that was his impression of uh, what 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 the world is like right now. <laughs> hey. Shouldn't we do that stuff? And some other people say, yeah. Well, maybe they should be. That. That. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, that's some analysis right there. I'd, I like listen, it. I'd listen to his talk show. I like it. We need Today more In the news, you get people doing stuff. And other people saying, you didn't do it. I'm as informed as I'd be watching 12 hours of cable news. How's the mailbag look? Oh, it's, it's uh, the most uh, horrendous pile of tripe you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> awesome. And other news of the day on the way.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: We got no sports to watch. Michael suggested professional darts. Now we're getting texts from people who've either been hit by a dart or seen people get hit by darts. I never saw it in all my years of drunken uh, darting in uh, bars all across this great land. This person says they they were at a balloon pop booth at a carnival. Oh, boy. And a uh, dart sailed over, <laughs> over the booth. Oh, no. And a bystander oh, 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 took oh, one in the head. Oh, sheeminy. Oh, stuck in his forehead. Oh, jeez. Oh, what's better than your eye? Yeah, but uh, holy cow! Luckily, carnies are trained in advanced medical <laughs> response. Jack, yes, Hey, walk it walking off. <laughs> you, you want a <laughs> cigarette? <laughs> Can I give you mouth to mouth? Oh, oh no! Let me die. <laughs> Mailbag.
2: <laughs>
3: Our freedom-loving quote of the day, sent along by Ian and Tijuana. Ah, uh, that's right. People get mad when I say tiawana. Tijuana. 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 Ah, uh, It's actually from Dr. Seuss. We can discuss. And Jose uh, writes, I'm sorry, Ian, I'm Jose. Uh, Ian writes, being an extreme libertarian bordering on antisocial, this quote scratched me where I itch from Dr. Seuss. Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind like that, except that you'll get your job taken away from you these days. Dr. Seuss. You are a real doctor. Uh, Dear Team A&G, writes Mark, I was out for a jog today. Last leg of my route goes over a small arched footbridge and back to my street, where I always sprint the home stretch. There will never be another day going down that bridge that I don't scream, momentum! <laughs> At least internally. You're right. Best POTUS one-word tweet ever. Yeah. Yep, pretty funny. (laughs) Talking about how he jogged down the last part of that ramp at West Point. Momentum! Very nice. Uh, Aileen Anonymous writes, just wanted you to know that after being a loyal listener for 10 years. Thanks, Aileen. I don't know. Is this going toward I can't ever listen again? No, actually, it's not. Or the other direction. No, uh, Sean, this is the thing we were discussing a moment ago. After a uh, loyal listener for ten years, blah blah blah, you guys have started showing up in my dreams. The other night while I was sleeping, you guys showed up in my dream. You were singing and dancing the Carol Baskin song.
2: Carol Baskin killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to
3: tigers. They, they snack him. What's happening, Carol Baskin? and she writes uh, as she signs off k s i p t f t e keep sheltering in place to flatten the economy <laughs> Ooh, right Oh, lean I Op-ed we're going to get to uh, by uh, Scientific Types crunching the numbers in the Wall Street Journal today. Really went through the numbers and say we got to open up. That had a marginal decrease in the number of deaths, according to their numbers. Well, as long as we're talking about the Chinese bat fever, let's see. It is back here, I believe, in my stack of fabulous emails from you good people. You can email us anytime, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Mailbag at com. Social distancing, very important. Closing down businesses barely accomplished anything, according to the Wall Street Journal today, and their number crunching. Hashtag flatten the economy. Unbelievable. Dave from Yorktown writes, and this is an excellent point, and we've touched on this a couple of times through the months, but probably not enough. Without context, the COVID-19 death numbers are suspect. What we never hear is what's the delta from normalcy. So it's a stats term, but you'll get it. In 2017, for instance, according to CDC, in a four-month period, on average, nearly 900,000 Americans die of health-related causes. What are the total number of deaths, health-related deaths, in 2020 for the past four months? That delta, the difference, is more uh, a more accurate estimation than can be attributed to the virus. To oversimplify it, a huge majority of the folks who passed from the COVID Not everybody, but a huge majority. uh, Old, sick, uh, weakened somehow. And the chances are quite good they would have passed from something else. Now, how good, I don't know. As as Dave is pointing out, we need that number. And it's not a question of deciding whether it's a conspiracy against Trump or the greatest threat to mankind ever. It's a question of what do we decide policy-wise to respond to it. And do we, for instance, crush the economy? without the, the, the any solid information that that's still a good idea. Moving along. Boy, a lot of people uh, weighing in on Chaz or Chop or whatever they're calling it, uh, the occupied zone in Seattle. Dave suggests calling it Chop Suey, Capitol Hill occupied protest, sickly undernourished evil youth. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a stretch there, Dave, bit of a stretch. Uh, let's see, Vince from Idaho wants to know, uh, I feel like this movement has escalated so much because we're paying all these people a thousand dollars a week not to work and to continue to s- destroy cities and towns. Any chance we can get a list of the b- citizens of Chaz and backcharge them for illegally using American benefits? Yeah, I love that idea, Vince. Good call. Now, chop uh, continues, and we have an update on that, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: What men and women find attractive in each other on the way, and also we need to check in, as we mentioned, uh, two of the most dangerous borders in the world got violent overnight, and we should touch on that. Why have you tried to silence me, Michael? Liberal. Uh, also, some exciting economic news out, Jack. Things are very positive. I want to hear that. Momentarily. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it goes up and down, but a uh, uh, funny note here from K- Emily in Cal Unicornia. Yesterday, while listening to the fourth hour of the show via podcast, I got extremely worried that Joe had had a stroke while on air. That's me. I can assure you I am unstroked as of what? yet. In fact, my... Uh, Sorry to hear that. I, well... I had a, a doctor's appointment yesterday. We went over my various lab tests, and I appear to be in, in fine health, uh, except perhaps for my blood glucose, which is slightly high. It's uh, it's on the road to diabetes. I mean, it's barely. It's like uh, Los Angeles, 462 miles. You're on the road to Los Angeles, but you can turn around if you'd like. Is that uh, something so, you have control over with lifestyle, or is that yeah, something oh, yeah, that happens diet, to a person? No, it's, it's, it's in, until you pass a tipping point. You can absolutely do it with diet. you lose weight, you avoid carbs and that sort of stuff. So is you know, get your labs done, folks. It's good. You can nip this stuff in the bud before you suddenly find yourself in Los Angeles, which you know, if you live in Los Angeles is probably a poor metaphor, but I see I think you see my point. anyway, uh, so uh, then once Jack started talking, it seemed like he had suffered the same stroke. Then I realized my sixteen month old had played with my phone and set the podcast to half speed <laughs> oh, 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 oh that's funny, uh thanks for the unintentional laugh, yeah, I'm sure that's that's funny. oh, speaking of people with an odd manner of speaking sean that that that, that chap you played us earlier, the wild bearded uh, fellow
1: yes. so the most important thing uh you gotta remember is you know okay so 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 some some so people were you know they were doing some stuff and then and then other people were like, hey. Don't, do, don't do that stuff. And then All right, that's boy.
3: enough of that guy. Uh, when I saw a picture of him, it reminded me of the Cracker Kroger guy.
2: And an old siren and bushwhacking, horn swallowing cracker Kroger is going to roll away, white versus color.
3: Which is just priceless from he, Mel Brooks' Blazing Saddles. He does look exactly like that character. And I knew you would enjoy this. That actor was the same Is the same guy who was a cruel deputy in First Blood, the first Rambo movie, who beat Stallone down and was uh, terrible to him and the rest of it? Same guy. I mean, the range on that actor. Oh, come on. Playing both sides of the law. Oh, please. He's no (laughs) sidewinding. Kroger, Kroger, Kroger. (laughs) So I see... Not a joke. Trump is (laughs) tweeting with lots of exclamation points about the retail sales numbers, which I have not seen. Is that what you're... uh... Jack, your retail sales are up 17.7%. Economists had expected. Why do they even tell us this? It's the biggest one-month increase of all time. Well, that's... Moving up. Right. Partially because we're in such a trough, but that is still good news. It had dropped 16.4% in April, but is up 17.7% in May. Uh, retail sales, excluding auto and gas, you don't want to include those, are uh, 12.4. I'm a little confused. Is that because enough stores opened up, or did we stop buying even online uh, for a month? I don't know. we got our heads around all this? I had to read this whole thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Auto and auto but that's parts. good news. Listen to this, would you? Uh, okay, it's broken down here. Uh, consumer spending online rose 9%, percent one3 at grocery stores in May. Sales at department stores jumped by almost 37% since they're open. Furniture stores showed a 90% increase in spending. Sporting goods rose 88.2%. People just sitting around at home, my furniture's not good. Right, <laughs> right, and my baseball mitt's worn out. Sales at electronics stores surged 50%, and spending at clothing retailers skyrocketed 188%. Auto parts, gasoline, food sales from food services up almost 30%. Spending on building materials increased about 11%. Well, this is all good. Yeah. It is. We're back, and better than ever, folks, Ooh. except for everybody hating everybody. And a quarter of the people being out of work. And the riotins. And a lot of those people making more money being out of work than if they went to work, which I don't know how you unwind that. heard a couple more examples of that yesterday. How do you unwind that? I've listened to experts talk about it. It's going to be complicated. You cut the checks. Get back to work, you lazy bums. That's what you say. Hmm. Um, hmm. And if their jobs aren't there, then you give them more unemployment. Uh. Somebody texted this tweet. Maybe I could... Facebook, post Facebook that Facebook out, Facebook. Yeah, and then, this then Instagram suite. a picture of that screen <laughs> capture. Then print it out and put it in the mail, and then fax it to someone. <laughs> Send it to your great aunt. <laughs> fax it to my great aunt. Anyway. Uh, I don't know who this person was commenting on, the people of CHOP or whoever. Some of you have done nothing with your life, and you're mad. You have a college degree and a smartphone with access to virtually anything, and you can barely get out of bed in the morning. While you spit on people who built a whole world with nothing but a horse map and axe, that is pretty. That good. is pretty darn good. That's <laughs> strong. You know, I, I, what? Uh, what are we going to do here? Oh, though, what uh, people find attractive. Uh, one of our beloved listeners sent us, um, a uh, a videotape John Cleese did on extremism. Uh, John Cleese, the Monty Python fame, who also was a visiting professor at. <sighs> Cambridge and then an American university, and is a brilliant guy. I can't even guess what his IQ is. Uh, but talking about the appeal of extremism. Maybe we can get to that next segment. Hmm. I want to check on the in you know, on these borders before we get to the male-female thing. You should probably know this news. It's kind of interesting. So remember when Trump walked across the border with little fat head there in North Korea, and nobody would ever done anything like that. And it was absolutely amazing. And, uh, yeah. and Kim was the first person in his family to step across the border into South Korea, and everybody smiled. Well, then they built this little building they called the, the liaison office where they could all meet. After years of South Korea and North Korea not even speaking to each other, they built this building where they could meet. Well, North Korea blew it up last night, so... That's the end of that, I guess. They didn't shut it down. They blew it up. They didn't change the locks. And then said we're canceling the meeting on Tuesday. They didn't sell it to a <laughs> grocery outlet. <laughs> they just blew it up. They exploded it. Yeah, and apparently that was on the orders of his sister. Kim's His yes. sister, who we've all come to know. Who's uh, starting to assert herself. Remember, she's the woman, the NBA, the I'm sorry, the NBC uh, folks called the Bianca, or the... Uh, It'd help if I had these names right. By the Ivanka, Trump, the, of Ivanka Trump of North Korea. The Ivanka Trump of North Korea. She's so beautiful. Well, She has people killed and blows things up. I find her oddly attractive. I don't know. There's something really? going on there psychologically. Well, you want know. to be dominated, obviously. I've read about this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other border that's troubling is uh, India and China. Up in the Himalayas, some Indian troops were apparently killed by Chinese soldiers in close-quarter combat. Just as the two countries were trying to settle things down, because they'd had a little dust up a while back, but nobody was killed. Well, preliminary reports today indicate that the soldiers on uh, Indian soldiers had not been shot, but had been killed uh, in a brawl w- with rocks and wooden clubs. Holy cow! Barbaric! Yeah. It is, sir. Wow. And they say as many as 20 soldiers, Indian soldiers, were taken captive by the Chinese, and it believes they're still uh, being held by the Chinese. So wow. That's a serious problem of tension. It's the longest unmarked border in the world, Jack. 2,100 miles of frontier mountain territory. Fantastic. And yeah. you hate to be in a rock club fight unless you're... Uh, who's the secretary of uh, HUD right now? But Unless you're Ben, ben Carson. Carson. <laughs> you don't want to get into a club and rock fight. He's hey, used to that. Sort hey, of back to North Korea. The reason they're pissed off is that uh, dissidents... Uh, escapees, what do you call them? Defectors uh, from North Korea have been sending leaflets into North Korea, uh, generally via balloons, saying, "Hey, here in the South, people live well. They're educated. We have plenty. Eat, the, the rest of it." And North Korea is uh, angry about that and threatened to send its own leaflets into South Korea. If I'm South Korea, I'm saying, "Go ahead." <laughs> You can come to the north and starve to death if you'd like and you'll be beaten if you complain about it. gee, I don't know honey this North sounds pretty attractive you got any uh any thoughts please send all the pamphlets you want you dirty commies um and now this men and women don't know what the other gender finds attractive according to a new study it's interesting that they went the way they went about this they had men and women draw a picture. Of their ideal body type for the opposite sex. So I draw a picture of what I think is the, the hottest woman. Mm. And the women draw a picture of what do they think is the hottest <laughs> man. I'm man. so bad at drawing, you wouldn't even be able to tell it was a human. <laughs> what is that, a coffee table? Um, and it's interesting, they did it twice. Once with short-term relationships. I like that phrase. Uh, people you find sexually attractive, I guess. Just, mm-hmm. you know, that's all you know, on your mind. and And with long-term relationships in mind. And they ended up with the same results. Men and women have seemed to have misconstrued over the years what the other gender is looking for as far as body type. N- namely, men thought women wanted someone more muscular, and women thought men wanted someone more thin. Uh, which, this doesn't actually surprise me, but hmm. uh, you know, maybe this would be good information to get out there. The idea that women are looking for big bodybuilder types, that's not what... The average woman drew for what she's looking for. I and have run into few women who express that yeah, desire. I, yeah, yeah, I know. And I just, just, yeah, just my life experience and seeing who attractive women marry uh, has led me to believe that that is a false notion put on us by what bodybuilding magazines, movies. I don't know what. That's just that's not been the case in my life really ever. Hmm. I've known a few women who like that type of guy, but very few. Yeah. And uh, the other way around, apparently, most men are not going for the super skinny stick figure that uh, women seem to think. And they're probably misled by magazines and TV shows. And sure. The sure. Bachelorette and, and various there are things folks like that. The, both of those, all those things appeal to certainly. And there's somebody for everybody. But on average, yeah. Um, uh, men were uh, attracted to, drew pictures of, much less stick figure women than women. Because, oh, the, did I? I don't even know if I said this, which. Ruins the experiment. Then they had each sex draw what they think the other sex wants. Ah, yeah, Yeah. okay. So women drew skinny pictures of women thinking that's what men want. Mm -hmm. Men drew not as skinny pictures. Mm. Which should be good news for everybody, right? You don't have to be a bodybuilder as a man. You don't have to be a stick figure as a woman to be attractive to the opposite sex. Super. In general. I think that is good news. It's weird that as human beings, since mating is, aside from breathing, the most powerful urge we have is finding a mate. It's weird that we've gotten completely off track. Uh, well, I think it relates to the frequently voiced theme around here that instead of perceiving the world through our eyeballs, we're perceiving the world through the eyeballs of those who feed us mass media. Yeah, pre-mass media, you, your only idea of what women look like would have been your local village. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are like eight women roughly by age who aren't right. married in this town. Right. And do you notice there are four or five gals usually hanging around Jimmy the Blacksmith's shop. You know, he's 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 uh, fit. Uh huh. He's not huge, he's not swole, but he's fit. There you go. Exactly. Ah, a little good news through Then the you day. got Greta the barmaid over there. Who come on. So put down the weights, have a donut, that's what I'm saying. What? Huh? Work on your personality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Work on yeah. your personality. Sparkling eyes. Be interesting. Friendly smile, be interesting. That's good. Or rich. <laughs> oh boy. Wow, that <laughs> took a quick turn. Back to cynicism. <laughs> Ah, It's good to be home. (laughs) We were just about to break. (laughs) Oh, well.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. CNN has just released released a list of uh, statues... Plaques, etc., across the country that should be removed because of uh, various bad things these people did through the current lens of time, um, right? Or as Tim Sandor pointed out, a prominent abolitionist's statue was ripped down because he's an old white guy, we can and talk- that's the enemy. We can talk more about that in a little bit if you want to. Speaking of which, this is so terrific, John Cleese of Monty Python fame, and actually, if you've never watched Faulty Towers. Which was a sitcom sort of he did after Monty Python. Used to it's, watch out with my dad. We really one, enjoyed that. One of stuff. the funniest things ever made. It's just awesome. awesome. Absolutely hilarious. Um, Faulty Towers spelled with a W, F, A, W. He had a temper problem. Uh, Basil <laughs> Faulty. Yes, he did. He, rather a severe one, but but this is actually uh, John Cleese uh, who um. As I mentioned, was has been a visiting professor at uh, a couple of universities, and I have a collection of his lectures in book form, and it's absolutely brilliant and absolutely full of insight. He did this 30 years ago. Now, at the beginning, there's like a Britishism or two, don't get hung up. This is uh, John Cleese on extremism.
2: We've heard a lot about extremism recently, a nastier, harsher atmosphere everywhere, more abuse and bother-boy behavior, less friendliness and tolerance and respect for opponents. All right, but what we never hear about extremism is its advantages. Well, the biggest advantage of extremism is that it makes you feel good, because it provides you with enemies. Let me explain. The great thing about having enemies is that you can pretend that all the badness in the whole world is in your enemies and all the goodness in the whole world is in you. Attractive, isn't it? So, if you have a lot of anger and resentment in you anyway and you therefore enjoy abusing people, then you can pretend that you're only doing it because these enemies of yours are such very bad persons and that if it wasn't for them, you'd actually be good-natured and courteous and rational all the time. So, if you want to feel good, become an extremist. Okay.
3: And then he gets into lists of uh, left and right-wing extremists in Britain and their list of enemies. And he says, oh, we have a fine list on the right as well and that sort of thing. But mm. I thought that was very good. And You know, as, as we've been discussing, um, I guess I brought up that there, when you get swept up in a political movement, it is very much like feeling in love emotionally, falling in love. Um It's it's exciting. You know, you're just super enthusiastic. Everybody's coming together. You're arms around each other, and you're declaring autonomous zones and the rest of it. It's intoxicating. The problem, though, with all political movements is that uh, independent thinking immediately becomes group thinking or mob thinking because you want to be part of the group to stay in love with it. And the first thing a mob loses is its conscience. And we're seeing that uh, right here. And you've all seen a hundred examples of that in your life. People doing things in a in a huge group they would never do if if they could be seen as an individual. I stopped by a Target yesterday as I was trying to find the last copy of Minecraft that exists in the nation to put in a Nintendo Switch. As my son was getting a uh, medical procedure done. But anyway, so I stop at this Target and I go back there and, I, and they... and. and... Having done a lot of research, they had the last copy of Minecraft. Um, And so I bought it. And she said, I need to walk you up to the front with this. And I said, do people steal these that often? They can't make it from the back of the store to the front of the store. And she said, no, I'd ring you up back here. But uh, the other day when they broke in here, they took all the cash registers. I said, when who broke in here? When the riots the other night from the George Floyd thing. I said, really? said, yeah. So when there was rioting in my town. I didn't know um, that. I didn't know that either. I had no idea when there was rioting. Oddly underreported. Yeah, I would say, I would say when there was rioting in my town, they broke into the Target, went to the back of the store, and took all the cash registers, in addition to a ton of stuff, obviously. Right. You know, a ton of merchandise, but all the cash registers are now gone, and the multi gazillion dollar Target Corporation is yet to uh, replace the cash registers and a lot of the stuff, and probably gonna wait and see what happens for a while not going to put out a fresh crop of cash registers to be stolen. By the way, who wants a cash register? Well, and, and getting There's to, all the cash in there. And, and getting to what John Cleese said there, um, you know, you excuse your own bad behavior. There's a certain crowd that would be willing to break into a target and steal stuff. I'm not one of them. There is no political cause that would ever lead me to break into a target and steal merchandise. Mm. There just isn't. i got to believe you're the sort of person that would... I mean, he's saying you're, 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 uh, you're projecting the idea that if the other bad people went away, you would stop doing this stuff. Right. But the crowd that's willing to smash windows, I'm never going to smash a window. What if the window's already smashed and people are going in and out and you see a shirt in your size that's really appealing? Go in there, leave $20. But you're right, oddly mm-hmm. underreported. I had not heard that not that far from this radio station. The target got just completely decimated. Yeah. Doesn't make the news that much. Yeah. Because they would run, you know, counter. It's all, you know, they're on the right side of history, so let's not get caught up in that whole thing. Right. It undermines our narrative, which is that this is uh, the good and righteous expression of good and righteous indignation. And to some extent it Martin is. the Martin Bailey thing. Well, right. Yeah, to some extent it is. But, yeah, it, it gets more and more extremist and harder to understand. And you go from tearing down a statue of Stonewall Jackson to Thomas Jefferson to one of the leading abolitionists of his time because you're a mob. You've lost your conscience. You've lost your ability to think rationally. And all you're doing is seeking out the enemy because they are the seat of all evil in the world and you are the seat of all good. It feels good when you're doing it, but it is morally indefensible. Not only does the news not want to report it because it runs against the narrative, I'll bet Target is afraid to speak out and say anything, make raise much of a ruckus about it. They've changed the name of the chain of stores to Target of Looters.
2: Armstrong and Getty. Whether you're new
3: to financial planning or an experienced investor, PressFur Financial Architects can help guide you toward financial freedom so you can make the most of today while planning for the future. The first step to ease
1: your financial anxiety and achieve your most valued goals is to visit PressForfinancial.com. information.